Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. 88% of the business owners are, quite honestly, are disappointed in their professional advisors, financial advisors, accountants, attorneys, and they're not being proactive. They're missing the solution. Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? Are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about we do all this for free? Yeah, sure. Free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name. Episode 565 titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Now, I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely one that being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a whole bunch of others. With us today, John Bowen. How you doing, John? I am doing fantastic, Joe. I really appreciate the invitation and look forward to helping your listeners be even more successful. Well, that is a wonderful thing because I would love for my listeners and myself to be even more successful. This is one that we're all aligned. You can't, <laughs> you can't be too healthy or too wealthy. Exactly. Uh, it reminds me really good things in life. It reminds me of one of my favorite books, Crucial Conversations, where 
you start out with a mutual purpose and then you build up from there, which you just did. So I love that. A little bit about John. He is the founder of four multi-million dollar businesses, including CEG Worldwide. He's the host of Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success podcast. He is the founder of Financial Advisor Select, which is an organization that matches customers with vetted financial advisors. He's authored more than 15 books and is a regular columnist for the Huffington Post. You can say hi to him at his website. It's in the show notes page, and he's based in San Martin, California. With that being said, John, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, and then we'll dive into the focus of our conversation. Well, Joe, really, my whole professional career in financial services, but I grew up in a small town, upstate New York, and my parents were entrepreneurs. My dad and my uncle owned a uh, cast iron foundry. And I was always being groomed to be a key player and ultimately take over. And I can still remember a call in my junior year I got from my dad. I was kind of the rich kid in the small town. And in my junior year, I get this call and I'm waiting because my dad every year would give me a call before summer break to tell me what job I was going to get. And he was one of those big believers, hard knock. So he would give me the worst jobs, but I thought this year I might get an air-conditioned office job and calls me up and he goes, John, I got some bad news. The founder, which had been employing 400 people, is going under and I'm going to go get a job because we've got nothing here. Your uncle is going to wrap it up and go through bankruptcy and your mom and I have decided to get a divorce and you don't have a summer job. And I just remember, Joe, that was the turning point in my life because I remember taking a step back and I go, dad, are you going to be okay? And he said, I don't know. That was when I committed to being in the financial services, I've had the privilege of being a financial advisor to really almost every walk of life, but mostly business people, you know, real estate investors like your listeners. I'm in Silicon Valley, so high tech has been a big part. And then at one time I had a CEO of a sports and entertainment business as well. And we had 600 of the highest profile. I mean, most of your listeners would know well over half the client's names, and we had the largest collection of NFL quarterbacks, for instance. And I saw over and over again, Joe, and you know this from your real estate experiences, people make costly mistakes along the way, and they don't need to. And if we're going to build personal, really serious wealth, then we got to stop those mistakes. Yes, we do. we got to stop those mistakes. And you had mentioned something before we started recording that your group has been doing a study all in an effort of both stopping mistakes and also creating long-term wealth. Can you tell us a little bit about the study? You might know Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach, Joe Polish of Genius Network. Dan's one of the most successful entrepreneurial coaches. Joe is more of a marketing mastermind. He's got a mastermind group, probably one of the most successful in that. And the three of us got together, and I can make available, Joe, it's at our website, aesnation.com. We have it up, State of the Entrepreneur. We did a big study of 3,500 successful business owners. And we looked and said, okay, how are you being successful? What's working? What's not? We saw their big financial concerns. Number one was making smart decisions about their money, whether it's traditional financial assets or real estate assets. They want to do that, but they also want to mitigate taxes, take care of their heirs, protect the assets from litigation and divorce, and charitable. And we did that study, and that got us on a journey of going deeper and deeper. And what we found was that 
88% of the business owners are, quite honestly, are disappointed in their professional advisors, financial advisors, accountants, attorneys, and they're not being proactive. They're missing the solution. So what we do is we share, we coach financial advisors, we train the top tier wealth managers on the advanced plan of what the super rich, the people with 500 million or more are doing. What my partner in this is a guy, Russ Allen Prince, who's written 50 books, writes for Forbes, has a whole bunch of billionaires that are consulting engagements, family offices, that type of thing. And what's been missing, Joe, so often is there's so much of this with the really the people who have, for the most part, unlimited resources and access to talent and solutions, they have that. And so many of us as individuals don't. But you can bring those down now because of networks, the cost of technology has brought them down so that really more average folk can do this. And it accelerates your success, your ability to build that personal wealth up. And one of our goals is, to help everybody that really wants to build wealth to become seriously wealthy. And we define that as $20 million financial assets, personal, not in your business. And I would count real estate as a business. Even if you know it's never quite passive, there's a little work involved in this stuff. But building those passive assets so you can fund whatever quality of life you want. And $20 million, there's enough for private jet money. All right, you mentioned you all did a study on what – people who have 500 million or more are doing, what are they doing? One of the things that's kind of interesting in all this is they are going ahead and they're being very deliberate about building their wealth. When we think of it, the whole process of this, I'm going to pull up so I get the seven rules right in order for you here. So when we did the study of the 500 million and above, what we found was there's seven things they do. And I'll just go through them fairly quickly because of our time. But number one is a commitment to extreme wealth. So this is that mindset, Joe, that you talk about is you have to decide that you want to do it because it's going to take a fair amount of work. Second is engage in what we call enlightened self-interest. Capital markets work because of enlightened self-interest. Whether you voted for President Trump or not, you want to put America's self-interest first. It's that type of thing. Those people are doing it. Now, What's key, and I'll come back to that, is you got to take care of everybody, but that rule number one is commit to whatever your number is that you want to build. Number two, engage in enlightened self-interest. And number three, and this is a big one, and this is one of the reasons, Joe, I'm sure you're involved in real estate, is put yourself in the line of money. I mean, if I'm going to look at the largest wealth that's being built around the world, it's coming from business owners. It's coming from real estate. Those are the two drivers of wealth out there. And then number four, and this is a key one, is you pay everyone involved. One of the things that you think so often that people that are building these huge net worth, that they're cheap. They're not. They're very deliberate on who they hire. They work with the top talent and they make sure they're taken care of. And then they are big networkers. One of the things, I spent over 100000 a year in mastermind groups. Why? The old line of your network is your net worth. It's not networking. It's the network that you build. And they are unbelievably connected. And it's connected deliberately on creating value that can result in economic gain. Number six is they're fine failing. I'm in Silicon Valley. It's fail quick, fail fast. But they use failure to refine and refocus. 
And above all, rule number seven is stay focused on that extreme wealth. We go in a lot of detail. We're actually just finishing a book. So I'm pulling up that book that we're writing. And this is on, those are the high level that we see. Your network is your net worth. Is that number five? Yeah, number five. Okay. Enlightened self-interest, number two. What does that mean exactly? One of the things that you can be, there's a lot of nice people out there. And what you want to do is you want to be deliberate in what you're doing. So you want to define your own criteria for success. Joe, you and I define our success differently. There's no one right or wrong answer. And we're different times in our lives and all that stuff. Everyone has to define it for your own. And then what you want to do is you want to determine what your counterparty, whoever you're going to do the deal with, you're negotiating with, you're partnering with, what is their criteria for success too? And then you're going to find that and leverage it to use it. So to the extent that I can help, Joe, if we're looking to create economic glue, and we're going to do a deal together. I'm going to first make sure whatever I'm doing is going to be aligned for my success criteria. Then I'm going to try to gain a better understanding of what you want to accomplish. Can I help you advance what you want to achieve? And will that move me toward my success? And then I'm going to go ahead and negotiate in good faith to have that happen. But that's really what it's all about. You never want to burn the counterparty, whoever you're working with, because we're in it for the rest of our lives. You want to make silence. And one of the things you'll find about billionaires is they're silent a lot. They're letting you do a lot of conversation. And one of the biggest risks of all is so many people negotiate with themselves. They're going through all these mind games. And what we want to do is hear from the counterparty how we can help them be successful. And then how can we design it to achieve that mutual success in our own enlightened self-interest? I'm going to go through these seven and I'm going to elaborate on how I interpret them and then feel free to correct me or elaborate on what I mention just so I can make sure I'm understanding. So one, commitment to extreme wealth. We need a quantifiable goal. You mentioned earlier, you define seriously wealthy as $20 million personally, not including real estate owned property. Is that correct? That's correct. Liquid financial assets. And real quick, what's your number? That's what we're asking. Commit to extreme wealth. Just determine whatever that means to you. For some people, it's a million dollars. Some people, it's a billion. It's everywhere in between. Okay, good. So it's quantifiable and it's personal. Two, engage in enlightened self-interest. So you need to know what you want first, and then you need to structure the partnerships accordingly so that you can get what you want as well as identifying what your partners are seeking and have alignment there. Yeah, you want to gain the advantage in negotiating and use that leverage, but make sure both parties win. Put yourself in the line of money. Earlier, you mentioned real estate and business owners. So the number one way, according to the research you've done with 500 million net worth individuals or families and above, is they're making their money either in real estate and or as a business owner. Let me just give you a number. People with $25 million or more of financial assets, 9 out of 10 made it being an entrepreneur, business owner. And even at a million dollars of financial personal assets, 1 out of 3 made it as a business owner. Now, I'm counting, Joe, real estate as a business in that definition too. 
So that is really important. And what we have is an opportunity here. Once we know that's where the money is, it's like you and I could decide to be social workers. We could make a huge difference in the world doing that, but we're never going to become wealthy. That's not in the line of money. And I think the majority of the listeners are shaking their head and saying, hell yeah, that's why I do it, baby. (laughs) If you're going to be successful, you want to be successful on purpose. And this is a big one. We find so many people, if you're going to do a nine to five job and you're going to do it well, you can have a great life. I don't want to ever say that. It's different things for different people, but you're not going to become extremely wealthy. You're not in the line of money. Unless you have an equity ownership, you're not in the line of money. Number four, pay everyone involved. And really, it's pay everyone involved who has a high area of expertise in their field very well, correct? You want to motivate that talent to be inspired. One of the things I love, I've got about 50 people in my companies, have a virtual business, no employees. I love getting up every morning knowing 50 fellow entrepreneurs are really working hard to try to help me be even wealthier. Now, I am paying them well to do that as fellow entrepreneurs too. And this is that alignment. That's that economic glue I was talking about. As far as the compensation for other team members, are you heavy on incentives or are you more on salary or is there an approach you take? Yeah, I'm not big on salary. If you want to build something, particularly the key talent, you've got to provide an opportunity for them to be successful too. Number five, network is your net worth. I think self-explanatory there. Do you make a concerted effort to identify the closest people around you? Because I've heard some people say, hey, you should have six people who are in your closest people and those six people you'll be able to determine your net worth based on the average. Do you look at as granular as that? No. Jim Rome, great motivational speaker, his was five, he always said. And I think in today's world, you can have tight network and loose ties, both personally and business. But really, most people, what we find is there are very few networks that are bigger than about 100. I have LinkedIn. I know the number. I have over 5,000. I think about the same on Facebook. I don't have 5,000 friends. I have a database of between business owners and advisors of around 400,000. I'd like to believe everybody knows who I am or they wouldn't be on our database, but That's not a network. The network is somebody that I can get on the phone and we can have a conversation and create value together in our collective enlightened self-interest and that we're going to maintain that relationship over time. We see at the most, it's usually about 100 people. And more typically, we're seeing somewhere between 10 and 50. But these are not your best friends network. These are business people that you're working with that are going to help you advance to whatever your number is, but you're going to do it with them as well. And to me, this is probably one of the most important things. A lot of it's strategically stumbling, I call it. You and I are just meeting. We were introduced by Jessica, Roads of Interview Connections. And this is a great way. What I found, I do podcasts because I love meeting the people who are doing podcasts like yourself, our drivers. And so often out of these type things, conversations happen. It could be we develop synergies. We may not. Putting yourself out and then really watching that network to create value is so important. Is there a particular tactic you use or approach to stay in touch with someone that you 
desperately want to stay in touch with after you were introduced to them? What I do is I try to create value. So I'm always looking to, when I meet them, to see what the value is. I've had the privilege of starting a number of businesses and have been pretty successful and have a big network. So, I mean, there's almost always something I can do. I'm quick at connecting there and then following up. I make sure that I follow up within two days of any event that I'm doing. And then three weeks later, it's not like I don't know what the benefit will be down the road, but I know this is a cool, talented, knowledgeable person I want to stay in touch with. I'll also include them if I can help them on my networks, bring them out and share them, whether it's virtually in some of the events I do or live events, and then things happen. Number six, did you say refine failing? Did I write that down correctly? Failure to refine and refocus. Okay. Will you elaborate? The key is here, I screwed up. I tested something. The nice thing in today's world, the cost of testing anything has gone way down, whether you're creating products the ability to 3D print, whether you're doing it electronically, the internet, buying a few ads digitally, it's very low cost. So good business people always mitigate risk. We're not big risk takers. But then what we want to do when we fail, we want to fail quickly. And then how do we avoid making the same mistake repeatedly? And more importantly, doing an autopsy so we can see is, is there some value here that we can capture and tweak it, refine it, refocus it to create value. Can you give an example of your own business, how you've used failure to refine, refocus, and then ultimately come out ahead? I have a business coaching top financial advisors, and we have about 500 advisors in our one-year coaching programs. Of those 500, 200 are in a mastermind group, and they pay anywhere from 18 to 24,000 a year. And these are the top wealth managers around, the, not only in the U.S., but around the world. I have a great guy. He's one of my key educational development people, a PhD from Berkeley. And Dr. Bob came to me and goes, John, you know what? We should teach the next tier down how to get to the level. And the average income in this group is about $700,000. So, I mean, net income, very successful individual, many making over a million a year targeting the kind of the $200,000 threshold. We went and I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. I had some concerns both with the branding and positioning as well as how hard. Successful people are easy to coach because they just take the ideas, run with it. If it works, they continue and it's great. Where people who are unsure of themselves don't have that confidence, much more work. We ran a pretty big project for our company. Bob and I, Did it work? The answer, marginally. We said, do we want to do it again? No. Why? Because it was so much more effort than working with the top tier. We only have two solutions for our company for financial advisors, a one-year coaching program and a mastermind group. There's all kinds of temptation to do more. And I can tell you, Joe, we tested a whole bunch of things. We came back, and we'll probably test some more things down the road, but it will always come back to fail quick. And then number seven, stay focused on extreme wealth. So number one, we committed to extreme wealth. And then number seven, we're staying focused. What's the tool or technique to stay focused on our original plan? It's always keeping number one in place. One of the things I like to do, Joe, is to take a look at 
from the standpoint of where are you spending your time and your money and energy too, because it's really time isn't the finite resource, it's energy. And take your calendar. I'd encourage all your listeners to take their calendar and look at it for a week. And we can really get caught up in going ahead and thinking because we're so busy, we're doing well. And what I find over and over again, and it's one that I struggle with too, many business owners, entrepreneurs do, is it's so easy to lose track of what's working and get diffused. And as we get diffused, boy, we're in trouble. So it's focus, focus, focus. Well, I love this title. It's definitely going to be a title. Seven Ways $500 Million Net Worth yeah, Individuals. We call them the money rules. The how money rules. How yeah. to join the ranks of the super rich. Yeah, how they build wealth for the money rules even more succinctly. Anything else that you want to mention that we haven't talked about as it relates to that topic? Well, I think the big thing to think about is we live in a great world. It's a time of abundance. It's not a zero-sum game for you to become very wealthy. Somebody else doesn't have to lose the money. We can create wealth. Financial markets is really easy. In the first 40 days of President Trump, I think we're approaching $2 trillion of value created. Nobody was taking money from. It's that value. Now, what we want to do then is not only create that value, and you can go to our website and download the book, The State of the Entrepreneur, get on our mailing list so they get access to this stuff. But what happens, Joe, is it's what you get to keep in making those smart decisions along the way. John, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or your company? The best place is really for business owners and successful entrepreneurs. We have a website called AES Nation, Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success. And we are launching a whole bunch of new books and stuff. At the time of this recording, we're, we're a couple months more before everything's going to be launched in June of 2017. But what we'll have is there's a bunch of resources there, two that I'd recommend everybody download. The book that I wrote with Joe Polish and Dan Sullivan called The State of the Entrepreneurs. You can see how you're doing. And then there's a scorecard where you can look at, are you really maximizing your personal wealth? And if not, how you can get a second opinion to see how you can accelerate it even more. John, it's been interesting and educational talking to you. Appreciate you spending some time with us and walking us through the money rules, the seven ways, $500 million net worth individuals approach building wealth. And I won't go through all seven again because we just walked through them. A lot of lessons within those seven. Thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Joe. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Are you a real estate investor and you're trying to do it all yourself? Then you got to stop the insanity, my friend, and go hire virtually. Virtual Office VA is a U.S.-based and trained real estate virtual assistant company. They can free up your time. You can go to their website, learn what they're all about, and go sign up for a virtual assistant. Go to virtualofficeva.com. That's virtualofficeva.com.